0: This is the strategiccrisis.com podcast. I am Jeff Nyquist. I write under the name J.R. Nyquist. Uh, And with me is Boris Chikolay and uh, Sergei Kubud. They are both Ukrainians. Sergei is working in Ukraine, and he has written a document about um, KGB penetration of Ukrainian institutions uh, and uh, we've had him on the podcast before. Uh, this is the podcast for December, the week of December twenty first, uh, two thousand nine. Uh, welcome to the broadcast, uh, Boris.
1: Hello, Jeff. Hello, Sergey.
2: Hello, guys. Uh, make make sure, Jeff, that we re- remind our listeners that this is a second podcast with Boris. Uh, yes. So if somebody uh, will, yeah.
0: Well, you've just reminded them, so so that's they know this is right. the second. This is um, not a repeat. This is not a repeat, absolutely not. So that's good to uh, so people don't think, "Oh, I've heard this before." Um uh Boris, we talked before about your uh research and about your work. Um and I was just interested uh, just to go over it just briefly as a recap. Uh you wrote about the penetration the likely penetration of KGB officers into Ukrainian Uh, institutions like the parliament and the banking system and so on Uh, what has been the response uh, to your work so far in Ukraine Uh, excuse me
1: uh, response what do you mean uh, this, mean, uh,
0: how
2: have any you, kind of reaction, anything, reaction, anybody people... asking you questions,
1: reprinting, uh-huh. inviting yeah. you, so, any so, kind so, of reaction. Some response? Yes. Okay, correct. okay. Uh, so, it's uh, very interesting in this situation. Uh, um, after this, uh, after this um, research, um, I talk uh, with uh, Ukrainian uh, journalists and uh, like 99% of them um except uh just few one and uh, generally it was journalists from the main uh, uh t v or radio or uh some uh, newspapers so they uh, uh was um, totally agree with uh, this information but say that it's not uh, um, so uh good for the um for the um, their uh, sources, uh, so they say that uh, um, it's not for the air. Um, I or see. So uh, they, they
0: agree that what your research shows is true, but it shouldn't be something yeah, they, that's broadcast. Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. And, and, uh, what, are, what, and
0: are the, what is the reason for saying that this this shouldn't be broadcast or known? Is it because they think it's going to be bad for the country?
1: Um, Because um, they are under pressure uh, of uh, their owners, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, like their owners are uh, also uh, some ex uh, and they uh, cooperate with, um, of course, uh, with this political system, you know. Mm -hmm. So So they have
0: ex-KGB people in their system and so they're worried about consequences to themselves.
1: Of course, of course. So the problem is that uh, we are living in this kind of hidden uh, Soviet Union, Mm -hmm. and uh, all um, information sources are uh, owned by these former people, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is, and... uh, um, we cannot, uh, we cannot uh, be like uh, in some de- democratic uh, um, state. We, we cannot say uh, something what uh, um, don't like. For example, some big boss. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I can, I can um, say that in Prague, in Czech, in Czech Republic um completely different situation, because if you wanna, if you wanna say something to this uh, society, it's very easy to call uh, uh, some journalist and give for them some information, and if uh, this information a little bit interesting for this society, uh, it's uh, immediately appear in uh, some journals or some newspapers or on TV, you know? Uh, so uh there here um, um, this kind of uh, mass media democracy work very very well and um, I, for me it was completely un- understandable um when um, i give for the ukrainian journalist uh, very interesting uh, um, documents and uh, it, it's uh, um, and I don't have any feedback for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, don't have any official feedback. So, uh, this is a uh, problem number one. We don't have a democracy in this state, you know. We don't have uh, this kind of normal uh, free press, free speeching. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, this all these information sources, uh, like all TV and all radio uh, uh, stations. Uh, they just uh, uh, some commercial uh, piece of uh, some stuff, you know uh-huh. uh it's uh, it's uh, it's very it's very uh, important to create uh, um, some uh, independent um uh, uh, informational source for the Ukrainian um for example in internet uh, it's exist uh, uh, this kind of uh, um um, website for the for the civil uh, activities. Uh, it's called maidan.org.ua dot org. dot ua. So we use uh, this website, uh, but um, a lot of people say that it also under control, and a lot of uh, uh, stuff on the forums in these websites uh, was uh, uh, deleted by uh, admins. You know, so nobody knows nobody knows how we can how we can uh, um, communicate or discuss with the um, this uh, political system um, it's very important in the state this kind of discussion we don't have open discussion between uh, uh, folks and uh, uh, the and, uh, this, uh, political, uh, um, layer in this, in, in, in the country.
0: No, it's, it's, it's interesting because each country that had formerly been a communist country is unique and the political circumstances are unique and the degree of freedom always given to countries like Poland or Czechoslovakia or Hungary were always greater than those in the actual Soviet countries. And, um, Ukraine has a special strategic value to Russia. It's more vital, perhaps, more sensitive to Russia than any of the other countries. And of course the, the, the need to control what happens in Ukraine for Moscow is extremely important. I, I think that's obvious. Uh, of course. You say? Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I gather from what you're saying that I was going to ask your opinion, and I, I hear this from different people. What is your opinion of President Yushchenko?
1: This very hard question for me and Sergei very well know that (laughs) we have this kind of 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 private discussion about that. (laughs) Your
2: opinion, I think it is important because you kind of come from the uh, I would say from more common sense less conspiratorial point of view, so go ahead, please.
1: Okay, okay. So for me, it's uh, very important uh, to see this uh, country um, with a uh, uh, more or, or less uh, clear development system, mm-hmm. yeah. And in case of Yushchenko, uh, I can't see that. Yes. Uh, okay. I understand that uh, a lot of uh, people uh, can say now that uh, we don't have. Other, uh, choice we should vote for the Yushchenko because, um, and after this kind of because, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of dreams, you know, and which, uh, don't come true. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, right. so, so, so we have uh, five years in this kind of bro, in, in, in this situation of uh, dreams that come true. Uh, but uh, um, i want to say um, um other things that um, um, as i see uh the, the mr Yushchenko very uh, well he, he he know very well that around him uh, uh, this kind of uh communists and uh, KGB people Mm -hmm. and I'm uh, I'm sure for the 99% you know that he is also uh, from this uh, he is from this system you know and Mm -hmm. I don't trust uh, to him very well that uh, he is uh, mm, for the some big changes Mm -hmm. here
0: uh, so, no. so basically, the the um, Yushenko versus Temoshenko versus Yanukovych, they're all different faces of the Russian structures in Ukraine. Yes, it's no, very no yes, it's very good sentence.
1: Yeah. Yes, I can say yes, yeah. of course. Um, uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, and so uh, the Russians have all the shades of opinion covered. And all the political interests in Ukraine covered, so that no matter which choice the Ukrainian people make, it's going to be a choice for Moscow. Uh,
1: yeah, we can say yes. We can say yes. You know, uh, for the for, for if you wanted to be a candidate uh, or, or to the president, yeah, you should you should uh, uh, pay this kind of uh, deposit uh, to. Um, Central Election Commission mm-hmm. and it's uh two and a half million Rivna. Hmm. Interesting. You know, so um a lot of people, a lot of intellectual wants to be on the list, you know mm-hmm. uh, but uh, <laughs> you know it's not for the folks. This election just for the some uh, uh big uh, um, Businessmen, you know, mm-hmm. and some big uh, political structures. So uh, uh, this this is a problem. This is a um,
0: So you don't see the possibility of Yushenko uh, accomplishing something similar to what uh, Georgian President Mikhail Saakashvili accomplished that is, a real break with the structures that Moscow was using to control his country, that that basically Yushchenko is forced to play Moscow's game. So, Uh, in other words, when Yushchenko says, I will not go to Moscow, or when Yushchenko is poisoned, it isn't really that he's opposite (coughs) Moscow. It's really that he's just more the prisoner of Moscow than ever
1: uh it's look like that sure. true so uh, uh for for a lot of people uh mr Sarkashvili, um he's a this is a very good example how uh, uh how to fight with uh um, this kind of uh old uh guards with old communist uh system without any law you know
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> and of course, the, the the Russian tanks are sitting inside uh, Georgian territory, not inside Ukrainian territory, as sort mm-hmm. of proof that Saakashvili uh, hit their uh, hot button.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so the th- the problem is that uh, um, he can he he can uh, do a lot of stuff, you know. Uh, finally, he can go to the street and uh, <laughs> and say some uh, uh, some some, for example, protest. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, on on some uh, some easy easy stuff. You know, like uh, personally. Mm-hmm. You know, but he don't do some easy uh, stuff. He play like uh, Darwin theory. You know, mm-hmm. he just can say something and uh all folks showed wait two and a half uh million years uh you know mm-hmm. to 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 view some changes you know this no. is a uh, Yushenko is like it's like you know it's like um Darwin you know? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, um let me ask you about the poisoning. I mean, do you do you do you believe that Yushchenko was poisoned and if he was poisoned was it the KGB that was poisoning him? And were they poisoning him because they didn't trust him, that they wanted somebody else in place of him? Uh mm. how how do you how do you read that?
1: You know, um I um don't believe into uh election of two zero zero four. So uh on the if I don't believe in this election, I don't believe in all these stories around this election. You know? Mm. So um, on the other hand we have uh, a lot of information about this on but um, uh on the final we don't have any information. Uh so so it's just like the part of some T V movie, soap T V movie, and without any uh clear stuff, you know. So I don't believe um, I don't believe to know one of these uh, um, people who are in uh presidential administration, in uh, uh, cabinet of ministries, in, in parliament, you know, I don't believe that. Hmm.
0: Now, uh, yeah, there's been uh, some things published. I know that there was, in, in, I believe it was in the United States, uh, that they analyzed uh, information from his poisoning. And it, it came out this year that they found that the dioxin was not naturally occurring, but was actually manufactured in a laboratory. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that... I mean, he, he obviously was sick of, from something because we could see the changes in him. Um, so you your position is that we just have to ignore these stories and the way they were played because whatever happened, we don't know what happened. That We just know that they're being used to fool everyone
1: maybe maybe i i i can't say yes or no you know yeah. I, I can say no, just
0: I, maybe i understand i you know i'm currently i'm i'm engaged in a discussion with some polish uh, writers and uh, actually the polish publisher of my book that's out in poland um, is sponsoring the website sponsoring the debate and, um, and, uh, he is, uh, uh, my position about what's happened in Georgia, Ukraine and Poland or my feeling about it. And of course, our knowledge is so limited. Like you say, it's hard for us to say is that there have been some people who have stood up to Moscow and have had some small successes, uh, standing up to Moscow, whatever their methods, uh, Saakashvili to me is one, um, um, Mazarevich, uh, the former, uh, deputy defense minister in, uh, in Poland is another one. Uh, the Kaczynski brothers, uh, another one. Um, so that there have been these, these, uh, political fighters in these countries. So it is, to me, it's possible that in Ukraine, Yushchenko is a person who uh, was, is just simply not trusted by Moscow. And that they tried to poison him, and that he sort of, from the, from what I can tell, he sort of ringed in. He's sort of surrounded by KGB agents, and so there's not much he can do. Even if he survived the poisoning and made it to the presidency, uh, he can't, he can't possibly be effective. Would, could this be a fair, uh, judgment?
1: Yes, it could be. It could be, sure.
0: Yeah. So I th- I think there's there's reasonable. Uh, we can theorize, make different theories, uh, reasonably based on what we what is known. Um, uh, now let's go over the basic information in your study. For example, in Parliament, what is what are the percentages again in your study for the listeners to know on how many are likely KGB agents or definitely admit. Uh, KGB connections in their past.
1: So um, I, uh, I open uh, my diagrams, and uh, uh, 99 K state official, officials uh, verifies presidential secretariat, Verkhovna Rada, Cabinet of Ministers, secretariat, central uh, organs uh, of uh, executive power, and um, 38 officials uh, uh, are KGB agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, 244 officials, uh, uh, critical probab- probability of cooperation with uh, the KGB. Mm-hmm. Uh, 178 officials, uh, high uh, probability of cooperation with uh, the KGB, and um, 449 officials, uh, unknown. Hmm.
0: That is a huge percentage. Do you do you have the percentage number? In uh,
1: in in percentage, it's uh, four percent. They are clear KGB agents, Mm -hmm. including Yushchenko, because he was uh, in military services uh, of the KGB. KGB, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Twenty-seven percent critical probability. Mm Twenty percent high probability. And forty-nine percent unknown.
0: Hmm. That is an astonishing. That's more than half are likely KGB agents, with slightly less than half uh, unknown uh, connections with the KGB in the past. Um, yeah. Let's let's uh, discuss for a moment how the Soviet uh, <coughs> uh, Republic of Ukraine uh, functioned uh, at the time before the collapse of the Soviet Union. Um, uh, to what extent would you say that there was any, anybody in the system who, who disagreed with the system or was not involved with the KGB? Let's, let's give an, give the listeners an idea of that. Um, can you, can you, um, explain, uh, uh yeah. more? Uh, oh, okay. Under the Soviet Union, of course, you had a legislature a president, a banking system, what percentages of these people during that time would you expect to find were KGB agents or Communist Party members?
1: Um, sorry, Jeff, I don't understand the question. Okay. Well, let, let,
2: me, let me interfere a little okay. bit. Uh, in the, let's put it this way. Soviet Union ended at around uh, 1990. So at that moment, we would say that uh, the population of the Soviet Union was around 280 million people, Mm -hmm. and uh, out of this 280 million people, the members of the Communist Party, Soviet Union, uh, we could say around 40 million, between Mm -hmm. 30 and 40 million, with a 40 million more likely figure. In the same time, official mm, staff of KGB of the Soviet Union, Ukraine was just a part of the Soviet Union then, and right. occupied territory with a population of around 50-55 million people. Who, uh, well, roughly one-fifth of the Soviet Union population. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the total Soviet Union of 280 million, we had 40 million communist members, members of the Communist Party. And we had probably uh, an official figure at around uh, less than a million, but something close to a million people in staff of KGB. Right. Also, we knew that around every sixth or even every fifth of the uh, Soviet population uh, was considered to be in some connection to KGB, meaning was an informer. Mm-hmm. Efficient or non-efficient, uh, uh, official or non-official, but every fifth—well, uh, we should probably say that it was every fifth adult was an informer. Mm-hmm. In but
0: fact, Yevgenia uh, Albats gives the figure of it is possibly as high as one in three.
2: Well, yeah, that is very possible among the. Then it's if it, your figure is among in adult population. Yes, that's
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, the the other thing is that we should point out that if you are a Communist Party member, you are automatically expected to cooperate with the KGB, and if you don't, you have to have very good support and very good reasons why you are not going to. Well,
2: it was a fact that I, I know a number of cases, or several dozen of cases, when KGB asked people who are communists to Talk to them, and they, of course, they agreed immediately. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a, a, an absolute norm of the Soviet society. Mm-hmm. So we could say that uh, uh, the communist regime in the Soviet Union achieved uh, the state when uh, half of population actively cooperated to some extent, and mm-hmm. we are talking about the end of the Soviet Union, about the late 80s.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, just to to go back to my question to Boris, uh, if we look at Ukraine in 1990, that one in five people involved in the communist structures under the Soviet Union would be concentrated in the leadership of the the countries, of the RADA or the country's parliament and the, the government and uh, the most important economic um, structures of the country. So that what we see today is perhaps very close to what we saw in uh, 20 years ago in the country. Only today uh, the communists are not overtly in control, the communists are covertly in control of the country. Sure, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um and of course, the, this, this control the, being covert may be, uh, in a, in a sense stronger than it was before. Is that possible?
1: Uh, you know, uh, we cannot measure the strongest, uh, the, 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 the strong of, uh, str- um, baton of, uh, baton or cement. How would say it? this kind of, you beton.
2: Cement yeah. is a good
1: word, of course. Cement, cement, yeah. Cement. Cement, you mean, yeah. You can measure you yeah. can measure this or or some stone, you know. You yeah. can measure the the, the 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 power of uh, this stone, you know. It mm-hmm. was stone and is still stone, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah, very good.
2: They, they painted it a bit with a different <laughs> color. Yeah. It used to be red as blood of a hundred million of people killed on the Soviet territory by communists. And now they allowed the local, uh, the member, uh, local communist parties who are in, well, in hiding, of course, to choose the national color, w- which is a mockery, of
0: course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is interesting because in America here, you cannot find a journalist or a government official or even a CIA official, uh, who, if you talk to privately, will admit that any of this is true. Uh, they seem completely ignorant strange, strange. they seem completely ignorant of the actual conditions in ukraine, in other words, the outside world is completely fooled about what is the reality in ukraine oh
1: well, very sad so it's big game maybe maybe we we can just uh uh Go and play to the some <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? it is a very I big mean, will be uh, more and more uh, and more helpful, um, helpful I mean, for us. <laughs>
0: of course, what what worries me uh, is that where is this game going? And um, I I was gonna I I I mentioned this to you before. I have friends in in Poland and the Czech Republic, and in in uh, of course each country is different. My friends in, in the Czech Republic, they had lustration and this, this old Roman word meaning purification, lustration, you know, sort of trying to purge the communists, the former communists out of the system as much as possible and expose them, expose that they still are communists, that they're still a threat to the liberty of the country. And in in uh, in Czechoslovakia, for example, with uh, Vaclav Klaus, uh, the head of that country, I listen to him, and he sounds so good. He sounds like Ronald Reagan used the sound. And I just uh, I just like this guy. Uh, but then my friends in Czech Republic say, look, don't believe this guy. What he says in front of the cameras and what he is in secret is totally different. Uh, yes, uh, you know,
1: um, I, I, I will, I will uh, comment. Uh, this uh, very interesting uh, topic uh, from you. It's it's uh, two way of uh, comment um, this uh, topic. One way, this is a situation in uh, um, East Europe. Mm. No, it's completely another situation. Of course, they have some, uh, um, as you say evil. In, in their system you know mm. but uh, it's not so strong and we have a uh, situation uh, with uh, Ukraine
0: uh-huh.
1: so um, very good uh, example was with the, um, film festival it was goodbye uh, USSR uh, it's uh, one month ago it was this uh, film festival here in Kiev. And there was a lot of films from Eastern Europe about this kind of transformation process. Mm-hmm. From totalitarianism to dem- democracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Uh, and organizers of this festival don't find any film about this transformation in Ukraine. Hmm. And, and was very clear answer because no transformation from totalitarianism to democracy in Ukraine.
0: Hmm. Very interesting.
1: All right. We we're... cannot, we, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot paint this picture, you know. We hmm. cannot, uh, uh, we cannot, uh, uh, shoot this film because, um, we can we can't chance to, to, to speak, to talk with the people, uh, in the power who are not ex-communist or ex-KGB. It's very, it, it can be very funny film. It can be comedy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because uh, we uh, can talk in this uh, documentary, for example, about, uh, Everything, but not about this transformation process. So, uh, if we, it,
0: if somebody made a film, it would sort of give the game away. It would be kind of dangerous to tr- even try to make such a film. Sure, of course. And and of course, we have uh, Sergei Kabud and uh, Boris Chikale here. We're talking about political conditions in Eastern Europe and uh, Boris's work uh, showing how KGB structures are uh, deeply penetrated into uh, the political uh, life of Ukraine and how the country really is a hidden Soviet Republic still and how it differs somewhat from the former uh, Warsaw Pact countries like Poland and the Czech Republic. Um, so I, I, I can't help thinking with all this, uh, where do we go from here? Uh, with this uh, work Uh, have you now we talked about uh, people in Ukraine reacting to your work have you gotten much response from people in Western Europe or the United States from your work uh, Boris Uh,
1: just from you and from uh, Deutsche Welle
0: Deutsche Welle so uh, tell us a little bit about Deutsche Welle's interest in your work I send uh, my um, uh, papers uh, uh,
1: to Um, Ukrainian uh, service, Ukrainian service of uh, Deutsche Welle, Mm -hmm. and uh, they did uh, interesting uh, um, article about that. Also, they uh, bring uh, some uh, numbers from this uh, um, documents, and they ask uh, some uh, uh, Ukrainian communist. uh, Uh, leader, uh, what he thinks about that. So they do their uh, journalist work uh, properly.
0: Hmm. And uh, now it's interesting that in Germany, of all countries, there has arisen this interest, and of course Germany, of the Western countries, is the closest one to the East. Part of Germany was part of the Eastern Bloc. Uh, Germany has this peculiar relationship with Russia, where Germany is considered the primary uh, economic partner of Russia, maybe the Germans are able to see Russia and what's happening in Ukraine more realistically than anyone else. Is this possible? Well, of course, it's possible. Sure. It's, possible. It, it's intriguing because then, then it makes Germany sort of the gateway for the West in general to become conscious of what's happening in Ukraine. Um, and, and in this yeah. context, is, I is there like, any? I would like to comment on the yeah. Chevelle situation. Okay. So our
2: listeners should realize what it is. First of all, it's a state-owned and state-run radio station that is run by the uh, German government. Mm-hmm. It is the same kind of radio station as the Voice of America is run by the United States government, which is basically um, the goal of those stations is to present the uh the the home state to the rest of the world. It was specifically important in the times of the Soviet Union, so the Soviet citizen citizens could hear the truth about the rest of the world uh, coming from the Iron Curtain. So the Voice of America, Deutsche Welle, Voice of Israel, Voice of France and Voice of Canada, there were several stations of the leading western powers who were trying to make an effort to inform Soviet citizens of the truth, but we also have to remember that all those stations are well maybe not in an official uh, connection with the security services of the home state, but at least the security services of the home states are in closely watching the content and the reaction of the so- of the Soviet and now like Ukrainian and Russian citizens to the broadcast so it's something within the framework of intelligence intelligence community. This is important to understand, so the interest from the Deutsche well it may be coming from the intelligence community uh, in Germany and it is a sign that intelligence community in Germany is aware of things happening in the former soviet union countries
0: well, what what intrigues me is the possibility of a of sort of an awakening in europe about what russia has been up to since 1991 um, and and that this more this growing awareness and i think it is beginning. Uh, at least, I, I, I've, I've never been blamed, uh, accused of being an optimist about uh, what's going on. But it, it seems to me there is an awakening beginning. And I, I, I congratulate Boris for uh, his work because this is contributing, I think, significantly. Because Germany is a very important country. And for this to come into the German language, um, l- let me ask you, Boris, is, has your report been translated into German?
1: Uh, Yes, Uh, it was translated a few days ago, and I put it to the box.com.
0: Excellent, and I want the listeners to know that on the uh, strategiccrisis.com website, we're going to make the report available to them in English. Uh, Boris has been kind enough to give me an English version of his report, so I I want to encourage the listeners to download it and read it, pass it around, show it to people. Uh, We we have a, a... a more difficult struggle here in America, getting people educated on this issue, uh, perhaps because America is so far away from Europe, and because Americans uh, are not as educated about foreign countries as Europeans are. So um, this is very, very exciting, Boris. Um, uh, so are you? Are you? Working on on a further expansion of uh, of what you did in the original report, can we expect more? You know,
1: um, I'm looking for the um, right in informational sources. I'm looking for the uh, help uh, from uh, real journalists. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I think that. Uh, I hope that I will find them in Prague or in Berlin. I will be uh, next few weeks in these uh, cities and I will try to uh, talk with the friends, maybe. They will advise me. Uh, so, um, maybe, maybe, um, if these uh, documents will be on the uh, west, uh, western, uh, um, media, western uh, journals or newspapers, uh, it can be, uh, reprinted in, uh, Ukraine, like mm-hmm. it was, uh, uh, in, uh, Soviet uh, time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I, I, I try to use uh, this kind of, uh, open, uh, open the uh, door, you know so uh, western and after that Ukraine covered uh, I not really uh, I not really uh, how would say think that it can be um, it can be done by this way but I hope you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um we should we should to be ready uh to think uh to create some team you know mm-hmm. uh and think about uh next uh steps here in ukraine and uh in europe and also uh with uh mm, not only in Europe, but this kind of strategic point of view between USA and Ukraine.
0: Yes, very good. Yeah, it has to begin somewhere. And uh, this is, a, you know, it's like uh, they say in, in the Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one small step. And I suppose you could say this is the, these are the small steps that begin the journey.
1: Yes, I hope. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, Boris, I want to thank you for joining us in the strategiccrisis.com podcast for the week of December 21st, 2009. And I want to thank uh, Sergei for being with us. Um, and we hope we can do it again. And uh, I look forward to further news from Ukraine.
1: Thank you very much, Jeff.